Are you ready for the Low Bros Network? Keen, do you want to try the clap again? What? It's the show. So wait, we can try the clap again. Our ears are being mauled. Okay, I can't hear you. Okay, we'll just go for it. In three, two, one. I can't hear what you're saying, so I'm just going to start. Um, yeah, you got it right! Oh my god, uh, you got it right! Okay, that's good. <laughs> you didn't even mean it! You didn't even mean it! Oh my god, amazing stuff. Perfect. I, do I normally have an intro for this show? I feel like I normally have something to say to start. Uh, I don't. I really don't. I can't think of a single thing to say. Um, Katie's here. Rick's here. Um, and I'm going to hop into the questions. Yeah, that was a nice intro. Uh, Akento <laughs> CCFC, you're now heading on a sail around the country. Take your sailing mates with the caveat of the of there with the caveat being no life jackets or food, but there are fishing rods. Well, that's good. Um, right. So same same as uh, similar format. He picks a, a group and we decide which one we're sailing around with. The rose or the thorn. The rose being Mandy, Justin, a Diaz, a Diaz, Rose a, Diaz. Right. Uh, oh, Brooklyn yes. Nine Nine. Yes, well, I don't know who that is, but I understand. Yeah, um, or the thorns, Kevin, Robert, Ton, Ton, and Damien. Thorn? I don't know. I'd be lying if I said who any of these people were that weren't like the wrestlers. So if you're, if it's the choice between Mandy Rose and Kevin Thorn, then obviously it's a bit obvious. I'm gonna go with the thorns. <laughs> of course, obviously. Oh, Thornton, the darts player. Oh, Robert Thornton. I get, I get you now. Um, <laughs> Kevin Thorn. Who, who's Damien Thorn? Hold on, I'll Google it now. Um, I'm, always, I'm always afraid someone's going to be like, seriously, should not be left in a car, and I'll accidentally pick that team. You know? Yeah, that's always in my head as well. <laughs> um, he's a South Park character, um, and he was the primary antagonist of the Omen. I, 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 I got out of <gasps> South Park early or or no, so I don't know. Do you know that? Is, is that a reaction there? Oh, sorry, that was a reaction to Damien Thorne from The Omen because I can't believe I didn't cop that. I'm a massive fan of The Omen. Um, well, I do not want to be trapped in a car with, you know, Damien, the devil child from a series yeah. of, of horror movies. So I'll probably go with The Roses as well. Yeah, Mandy Rose, like, just a nice person, um, extremely attractive and have some funny stories. Justin Rose, like, a friendly golfer and Rosa Diaz, amazing. Like that's an easy one. The roses all day. Um, the birds, Charlie, Larry, Big, and Derek, or the bees, Priestley, Ashling, Arthur, or oh oh Bear Grylls. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, my dad once called him uh, Bear Grylls, and for some reason it made me laugh so hard. Like I, yeah, like that's just what he called him, uh, <laughs> and it made me laugh for like an hour. So now whenever I see the name like Bear Grylls, I always think in my head Bear Grylls. Um. But uh, <laughs> where do I go with? That's actually an interesting one. Um, it's tough because like Big Bird and Bear Grylls are what's swinging for me, okay? Because again, consider we've got no food, so we will need to be resourceful. I'm not backing myself to be a good fisher. So like I've either got a big ass chicken, like a human life-size chicken that I can like chow down on if absolute need be. Um, like Charlie Bird will like write a story about me and like complain about me and stuff like that. Larry Bird won't be friends with me and um yeah like but I, I like Bear Grylls he can also like it but also it comes back to like he's gonna try and make you drink your piss. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like no, I'm gonna Bear go. we're surrounded by the ocean like you know I'm grand like, now, <laughs> like the, the thing is we have a spree killer in, in one of the cars. 
Oh, what? Derek Bird is a spree killer. Oh, fuck's sake, we are murderers. Who, who, murdered, who murdered 12 people in a spree kill. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to drink my own pistol, so I'm probably going to go with the birds. <laughs> Take me chances, yeah. Take me chances. Are you going with the bees? Yeah. I'll, I'll go with the birds. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. We're all taking a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like big bird okay 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 that that's why I mean, yeah you, i mean you often talk about you're like a big bird off the air like <laughs> and there is also the debate of people will be trying to kill him and you'll be trying to defend him and it won't be the most harmonious uh boat but yeah, we'll, we'll take it the potters or the wheelers the potters being beatrix my pronounce that right beatrix harry joey phil taylor or the wheelers maggie mike nancy or harry redknapp um why I don't get the reference of Phil Taylor and Harry Redknapp here. Um, he's like he's a potter. Is like the like the crafty oh, potter was his old oh, nickname. No. Like yeah, it's it's oh. a part of a nickname, but that's not his okay. name. Like that's kind of cheating, Kendall. <laughs> um, so oh, Phil Taylor. I don't want to be in Phil Taylor, but like I would like to be in Harry Potter's car. It's a boat. Oh, this is tough. Or boat, yeah. Sorry. It's a big difference in case one of them has um just I don't know, it's known for drowning people or something, you know. I just want to be careful of these things. Um I'd I'd probably go with um the potters. I just because I haven't watched Harry Potter and like you can kind of explain it to me just real quick. So I've got at least I can like get the reference. Give me the chiss. Yeah. Too long don't care version. Yeah, exactly. I feel like exactly when you would give me that, it'd be him. Um at least then I could, you know. It's like you know the small talk then in future. If you bring up Harry Potter, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I met him. He's he's all right." And then yeah, I'd know what happened. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Potters. Uh, Joey Potter is Katie Holmes in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, that could be interesting. Beatrix Potter, I've read the books. That could be interesting. But mm-hmm. I also don't want to listen about darts, so that kind of rules out that. Uh, is Maggie Wheeler? Uh, she plays Janice in Friends. Yeah, that's that's immediately like swaying me. I want to be in her car. You want to yeah. be oh. in her boat. I want to be in a boat with her. I think she'd be mad crack. I'm gonna be in her boat. Uh I, I don't want to be in a boat around that laugh. Oh my god, that's tough. Again, we come back. Harry Redknapp's been asked before, he does smell. Um, I just feel like I, I can't confirm that and I don't want to slander him, but I feel like in these situations, he's smelling as hard. You wouldn't be the best. Phil Taylor, though, I can't imagine being much better. Uh, but Harry Potter, like, I get to be in the boat with the boy who lived. He's literally the boy who lived. And I'm in a live or die situation. So I'm going to be with the boy who lived, who can literally magic us to any situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, like, he's had to save Dumbledore. Freaking Dumbledore he's had to save in a boat. Um, so he's going to be able to save me and my general incompetence, where my weaknesses are not that good at fishing. Um, he's going to be able to save me when he saved the poison Dumbledore. Um, right. The singers, Cher, Madonna, Brittany, and Christina, or the dancers, Ashley Banjo, Anton, the De- Beak, the Beck. <laughs> Fandango and uh, Charles. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with um the singers. There's there's some icons in there. Um, the only person I recognize in the other group was Fandango, and I was never a massive Fandango person. So, uh, yeah, the, the singers for me. This is really hard, right? Ashley Banjo. I've told you the story before about how I got through to the third round of Got to Dance, and he was 
<laughs> but he would you didn't get through to the television round until round four so I like we never got to meet Ashley Banjo and it's it's been a you know a regret of my life because um, I love Ashley Banjo um Charles Dancer is Tywin Lannister right yeah Charles Dance okay that's a that's a point there see yeah. I love Cher but I don't like Madonna I love Britney but I'm not a Christina fan, so I I, I think I think that's 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 a lot to handle in one car. So I think I'm gonna yeah. go with Oh, but Tywin Lannister is so boring. Like, what? He can really tell you how to rule the world. I don't want to rule the world. It's a fucking stress of that. Like, <laughs> well, I'm not saying you have to. You don't have to use it. You don't have to like uh, like implement no, the. Why would I listen to it then? I want to hear this... some cool singers. Like, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, they're all melts. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, Britney's the only one that I like to hang out with because she's interesting. She has like random observations. Like, if you watch her Instagram videos and stuff like that, like, you know, she's like, I, today I want to talk about strawberries because strawberries are my favorite thing and blah, blah, blah. I find them really entertaining and I'd hang out with that like for a long time. The rest I'd say are going to be absolute drama queens. They're going to be like, you know, singing, putting on shows and stuff like that. And then like, I'm trying to sleep and all you hear is, and it's just like no please stop uh madonna is gonna like make a show of herself and there's only a few of us there um Cher is gonna come out with some like right-wing views that i'm not a fan of um, no she would Dan- not she would not don't slander Cher's name she's amazing she's she not like a, a bit politically weird absolutely not she fucking spent all of last year coming after donald trump on a daily basis okay, calling him a okay. moron and tweeting okay. views I feel like there's some share story that I've I've forgotten, but like I feel like I remember hearing about her, her doing something or saying something quite recently. Um, but okay, yeah, no, I'll take your word for it. Whereas all the dancers seem sound like, do you know what I mean? Like Fandango is a, a laugh, um, and it sounds like Rick doesn't believe in love after love. <laughs> um, Charles Dance teach me how to rule the world. Ashley Banjo, just a chilled out guy. I'm Don Dubique. I don't know him as well, but I'm gonna take my chances. Dancers. Um. Oh, now Rick, this is going to be a tough one because I know you've got you've <laughs> obviously got your favourites here. Um, <laughs> the McGregor's. Uh, Ewan is that how I pronounce that? Ewan. Ewan. Callum. Connor and Aoife. So is Aoife a family member of Conor McGregor? That's his sister, isn't it? So yeah. you've got two members the of neck uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, the neck. So you've got yeah. two uh, Conor, Conor McGregor family members. Um, a Celtic player. And uh, some lad called Ewan, or the Almighty's Bruce Evan, God himself, and Bobby fucking Lashley. This is easy. I'm going with the Almighty's. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. like Bobby Lashley there first and foremost. Great sound lad. Uh, God, who can like get us out of any situation possible? I, I'd see the small talk with God would be pretty good as well. You know what I mean? Because I feel you got so many things you can mention if if you you know if you're if you're stuck for conversation. Because like, just at any stage, just turn around and go why. Yeah, look and at like, the, there the you go. That's world. it. You know what I mean? If there's been like, you know, a flood in like Dundrum or something like that, you'd be like, God, explain that one there. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like talk some... me through your, talk me through your process. You, you know when like, I prick, you know when I prick my finger like, you know, yeah. a couple of years ago, but you control everything. It's like, why did you do that? <laughs> just like literally, there's so many things. If, if you're just bored, you'd be like, here, God, 
Well, start now. He might not want to talk about his work. I know a lot of people are like that. You know, yeah, they, they got to keep their work and their life separate. So I mean, he just wants to talk about his new stuff. He's like, yeah. I'm working on this new thing. Like you might have heard of it, COVID nineteen, and it's like, <laughs> no, I'm much like your old stuff. <laughs> That's not, oh yeah, you can ask so many things you ask him about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Almighty's. That's quite an easy one. Katie, are you gonna are you gonna go with the McGregor's or the Almighty's? Yeah, you you I, McGregor's like a famous actor. Yeah. Yeah, but I still think God swings it, so I'm gonna <laughs> go with the God Almighty's. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Episode title: um, God swings it. <laughs> the Joker's Heath Ledger, Justy, Joaquin Phoenix, or the clowns Krusty Frank and Doink. This is oh, easy and, and rare for me to, to pick Justy in such an easy, <laughs> conclusive fashion. Uh, but Frank the Clown swings it for me. Justy all day here. Yeah, I'm going with the Joker as well. I I adore Joaquin Phoenix. Like, I, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him. He is so interesting. So I, mm. I want I want to go for the Jokers. Um, is Frank the Clown a wrestling fan? Yeah. He's uh, one of like the famous ones. I think he's not. He's 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 a wrestler now. He goes out with Mick Foley's daughter. I don't. I literally. I be like. I know the name, but I, I couldn't even like picture him in that kind of way. Crusty Doink. I'm not. I'm not like. I, I, I give it like. I, I'm willing to bet that you could picture Frank the Clown without even having seen him. You probably <laughs> could picture him. Um. <laughs> I, so I, yeah, I'm not. Have you cl- seen a clown before? Yes. Can you picture that? Yeah. You picture you pictured Frank the Clown. There you go. It's ah, not that complicated. Enough. It's not an ironic nickname. He's a guy who dresses like a clown. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, I mean the Jokers, I, I don't I mean, I know the name, like I know who Heat Ledger is, Joaquin Feet. Like I know the names, but I, I don't know anything about them. Again, I couldn't picture them. Uh Justy, I'm picture Justy. Um yeah, yeah, yeah not the I Jokers. Can't, I can't anyway. I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah, it feels like it was 50 yeah. years since I've, I've yeah been verbally annihilated by Justy, but there you go. Um, he's the ball lad, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's one of the he's one of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for the question, Kento. Ask Jay Malloy, nineteen eighty five. Jimmy asks, "Wait, what's this about? Hang on a minute. I, I was I was giving fucking Kento a lot of thanks there, and uh, I've just seen recent underhanded acts by a respectable national journalist have left me doubting the integrity of the profession. Are there any journalists you admire slash read regularly who you think could restore my trust?" This was an absolute national disgrace. And I invited Kento on here to defend his his <laughs> I, I, comment. I would say I would say defend his good name, but dur- in true journalistic fashion, he declined to comment. Yeah. He uh, he he left this he left a statement saying that uh, he w- he wouldn't be commenting on the matter at this time. Um and he asked that we respect his family and friends' privacy. Um Monday we had our NFL draft and um, I don't know how that has affected your household, Katie. I know because because Phil Boyd was obviously he's the newest member of the the NFL try and like I spent the whole time the few weeks beforehand telling them you're gonna run out of players by the sixth round and then like literally like by like the sixth or seventh round we get a message from Phil in the group chat going lads I'm running on fumes here <laughs> yeah all, all I heard about this was uh, I logged on too late and missed my first two picks and I was like <laughs> like I mean that's your own fault you went to the pub 
So <laughs> I could like, not have been clearer with him. Like I text him so many times where I'm like eight o'clock, eight o'clock. And he's like seven o'clock. No, eight o'clock. He was convinced it was seven. So much so on Monday, right? This is going to sound a bit cheesy. We were doing a photo shoot together. And <laughs> A-lister Katie Harry, all right. <laughs> My friend is a, is a fantastic photographer and as a baby present to me, she was doing a, a family oh. maternity shoot and it was really fun. And it was fun for me. It wasn't for Phil, I don't think, but like, <laughs> you know, he was very good. He just stood where he needed to stand. And like, it was getting closer and closer to seven and he was getting more and more antsy. And he's like, I got to be home. I got to set up the iPad. I got to set up my phone. Like, you know, I, and he was going through his stats and all, and he was really amped for it. And then we got mm. back to Cabra about quarter to seven and he was like, Oh, it's on an eight. I'm just going to go to the <laughs> for an hour. And I was like, I knew that was it. I knew that was it. You know what I mean? Like he should have, he should have just, he should have just came home with me and took it seriously. I don't know what happened, but I actually haven't uh... heard anything about this draft. So I'm guessing it didn't go well for him. No, like, I don't think he's in a bad spot and, and it doesn't tell that much. But what happened is afterwards we have, like, we have the main league and then we have, like, a separate elite league for the top eight players. And with that, it's like the idea is that you get to keep the same team every year unless you decide to change it because you get to keep players certain things. Kento found a way, like, but if you keep, like, say, four players, you can't pick for your first four players in the draft, if that makes sense. Kendo found a way to try cheat where he put the four players he's keeping at the end of the draft and he tried to get around that by saying, oh yeah, no, I just did the thing or blah, blah, blah and threw it in casually. And then when I went, I, I was confused by what he said because I'm like, I don't think he can do that, mate. Wait, Rick, and then no, we went, Rick, just be careful now. Defamation, you need to be careful with the laws and stuff. He's a journalist. Has. No, there's yeah. no name, name. We won't name names here. Okay, we don't want don't to get anybody in trouble. I, I can prove this. No, I can prove everything I say. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so like if we get into the draft and I check it this before the draft started and like Kendall comes in and like I'm like holy shit he's after fucking trying to cheat and then like he's also set himself up so he's the only person who gets picks in the early rounds because all of us are playing by the rules um so like and then Kento, like I tell the rest of the Zoom chat about this, and they're all like, "What a fucking prick, cheating bastard!" Like everyone is fuming. Then Kento enters the chat, and he just turns around. It was so funny because he just entered not expecting it, and he's just like, "Evening, gents." And then I'm all like, "You, you fucking prick!" <laughs> everyone savage. <laughs> and then I turn around and I'm like, "It's after backfiring. I'm just taking all those players off you and putting them back out in the free market." And I ended up getting his best player, so I was really happy with the outcome uh, and a few other people got his best player so um but very it is disheartening that someone in the national media a beacon of trust who we literally report to report the truth to us uh can be so untrustworthy so he's got a tick me, he's got a twitter tick he, well he's, he's 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 got a bleeding x beside his name in my head i'll tell you that after his <laughs> on monday right disgraceful stuff jimmy was very jimmy was beside himself i've never seen jimmy that angry do you know what i mean like and i, I spoke to jimmy a lot around like kind of the harsh revelations that happened last year and i'll tell you i've never seen jimmy that angry <laughs> Like there was a lot that went on, like and and a lot that I, I've been through with Jimmy, and he was a very angry man. So I don't blame you. I don't know who we can trust after that. If you can't trust the national media, who can you trust? <laughs> too, not so, too true. If you can't trust a tabloid journalist, then like what the fuck? What are we doing? What are we all doing here? Like, <laughs> no, I mean like, look, I obviously I was in the NFL draft and I retired because I won it. Um, and I just feel like 
you know, as as a veteran of the game myself, disgraceful, disgraceful behavior. And I agree, Rick. So, yeah. <laughs> but really, you should have gone with your strategy, just drafting people that sounded like wrestlers. That's exactly, what you exactly. That's, that's, that's how an honest man plays the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have one win to my name and my pride than zero <laughs> wins or or loads of wins and zero pride. But uh, uh, thank you, uh, that, 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 thank for the question, Jerry. <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> your mighty. Oh. Okay. This is we're getting to the notes. Don't worry, Katie. I do have a Katie question coming up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kate, I mean, this is a Katie question. Did the performance against Portugal earn Stephen Kenny enough goodwill oh, yeah. to forgive the Azerbaijan result? And based on him saying he's working toward a longer term development as opposed to immediate results, are you happy to carry on with him or do you want to change? Personally, I'd give him the next Euros campaign, and based on the names being floated to replace him, it only strengthens that belief. So, Katie, does he stay or go? Kenny in or Kenny out? So. Uh, it was a great result for the Irish team. Some positives, good performances from young players. I still don't know what this process is that we have to wait for. I don't think there was five passes in a row at any point. Um, <laughs> under Kenny, under Kenny, one seven eight is the win draw loss record, and we sit four points behind Luxembourg, haven't played a game more. We could have lost five nil tonight, and no one would have complained watching it. In Kenny, we trust there's something I hope works, and the result tonight is a strong finish to the group, and we'll hopefully get him another campaign. So I guess, yes, I trust him. I, I did enjoy re- reading that tweet from Phil Boyd as well. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. She actually, word for word, a great, like, it's, it's like two bright minds, you know what I mean? Think alike. <laughs> <laughs> Phil stole my opinion. I expressed while ah, that football match is on. Of course. Yeah. You just transcribed what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's all his Twitter is. It's me transcribed. <laughs> Unless he puts out something problematic, then it's not me. Okay. Sorry, just, that clear. just a just, just you a just set yourself up. What's your stance on this then, Rick? Um like, should we keep him on? Yes. Like, um, is, is do I have any is, in Kenny we trust? No, like, clearly not. Like, and, and there's a lot of bad faith here. Look, I understand that Stephen Kenny seems like a very nice man, and I do think that he knows about football. I think he would be a great like coach to have in this setup. I think he'd be a great assistant manager to a proven manager. I think like the problem that he runs into is he he like so far like his system and his game plan it's re- it's yielding the exact same results in similar scenarios okay we can't break down um like experienced teams we, we can't say we can't break down simple teams like Azerbaijan and Luxembourg whose game plan is they're going to like sit back and try just like they're going to try nick a goal and then they're going to sit back and dare us to break them down and bet on the fact that we don't have the attacking ability to do so and we don't and that is like level one of international football it literally is like the first level that is the practice level of international football literally like they have to be in their own like special group of the nation league to make them feel better and to make them feel competitive and so on um and I, i'm sick of all these takes where it's like well azerbaijan and luxembourg are players in the champions leagues and stuff like that they're better than you think they're fucking not right because the te- then serbia and portugal teams that were like putting it up to um serbia and portugal then go out and slaughter these teams like serbia went and beat luxembourg i think 4-1 and they and then portugal went and beat azerbaijan 3-1 like days after we put it up to them like the 
this is the problem. Like he is limited in what he can do. And I'm sure he has great ideas and he did an amazing job as the under 21 coach, but I don't think he has it at this level. Having said that though, I do believe that the players want to play for him. And when you see them actually trying like they did against Portugal and like they did later on against Serbia in particular, um, it is fun to see as a fan, and I don't necessarily care that much if we're not getting the results we want. So, yeah, look, give them to the end of this campaign. See if anything comes of it. We don't, I, I agree with what you say. Like, when you look at the other names that are thrown out there, it's like we don't really have a better option. Let's just call this like a mulligan and let's just see what happens. There's, there's nothing to lose here, but I also don't expect it to win. And I think like, a lot of people want him to be like a success because he's nice, but also because he's an LOI manager. And like, I, I hate to say it, like, because I'm nothing against the League of Ireland. I'm following it more than I ever am. Like, I'm actually watching the odd live game, not that RTE makes that easier for me. But like, I am like following the League of Ireland more than I ever have. The like, well, not ever, but like more than I have since I was a child and followed it regularly. Um, so I'm nothing against the League of Ireland, but I think people want to validate their hobby. But like, we can't crush the international team by allowing people who aren't able to do the job at a very basic rudimentary level, like for the sake of having people's hobbies that, that they do on Friday night seem worthwhile and valid. Like we can't do that. We need to actually do something and get someone qualified in. So if it doesn't improve, yeah, he's got to go. He's out of his depth, I feel so far. Um, and he's a good second or third guy, but he's not their guy so far. But I, I, I believe in giving him a chance. We've nothing to lose now by letting him see out the campaign. And then if we've no one better, fuck it, give him another campaign. Who cares? Like we, we'll just be minnows for a while and just take this punt. It worked with United and Solskjaer. People called United crazy for for backing Solskjaer long term, and now that seems to be yielding results. So who knows? Maybe we'll have some with Stephen Kenny. I certainly hope that's the case. I would love to be wrong on this, but I just don't feel that I am. I am so pro Stephen Kenny. It'd make it ill. If you were pro Stephen Kenny coming into this, I would, I'm so like, I'm like Ty from Arsenal fan TV. Like I would turn you anti Stephen Kenny. Cause you'd just be like, Kean, would you shut up? <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I've, I've been pro Stephen Kenny since the start. And I, I hope we keep him for four reasons. I have it written down in my notes app, like a professional. Um, <laughs> this is one of those questions that got me thinking. Um, first of all, I had the fucking crack watching that Serbia game last night. I was fucking screaming when that goal, and it was most the most Ireland goal to score as well. Them just hoofing it at their own player back into the net. I laughed, <laughs> but mainly I was like, I was fucking screaming. Like, this is deadly. I yeah. could Oh man, I really thought we were getting a last second Duffy header in front of that crowd as well. Oh man, yeah, that would have been amazing. You know what I mean? Um, so. It's fun to watch. I remember actually this day last week when we left uh, Low Blows, I remember you and me were saying like, all right, this is our last last hour of innocence before we go home and Portugal fucking pummel us. <laughs> and, uh, and it didn't happen. I remember I, was, I, I, I missed the first 20 minutes because I had to just listen oh. to at home. Uh, and literally I walk in just as Bazuna saves the penalty. I'm like, what the? Fuck. You know Amazing. what I mean? And then oh, I couldn't, I can't, I can't fucking believe we lost that man. That's bollocks. Like we, yeah, if we, sick. if we pull that off, that would have been amazing. You know what I mean? And the reaction again, it's just ah, I don't know. Anyway, look, that was so. Real, reason number one, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? Some of the results are a bit shite, but I'm enjoying it. Um, the second one is something that I feel like a lot of fans are taking for granted, right? He gives a lot of young players a chance. This is something that a lot of international managers won't do because they are judged very strictly on a very small set of results over a very short period of time. So if you, like, if what you'll see often, like, if we were to bring in any of the names that are being, you know, thrown around in terms of his replacement, like, you'd see a lot of 
you know, Randolph instead of Bazunu, Kevin Long instead of Omo Bamadeli, Scott Hogan, James Collins. I know we do have James Collins in the squad, but more James Collins instead of Ida or Parrot or any of them. You know what I mean? We wouldn't, you know, like a lot of international managers aren't going to care about long-term development or player growth or shit like that because they're only going to care about the results that are right there, there and then to see, you know, can they keep their job? I think we'd be seeing a lot more, even though I don't use head. See, I, it's such a weird one. I like, <laughs> I've been so anti Jeff Hendrick for so long. And yet I, I watched him very closely in the Serbia game. Cause I was like, why is he really Jeff game. Hendrick? He fucking, man, he played, he played yeah. real fair. Really to him. Oh, I have to give credit where I shoot. And even against Portugal, he wasn't bad there either. Yeah. But I was really impressed with him in the Serbia game, but still <laughs> doesn't really signify my argument. But the point is we'd be seeing more Hendricks, more, um, Herons, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, we wouldn't be seeing McGrath's getting chances, or you know, a, a lot of the players who've been getting chances, who have who who we've benefited from getting chances. Like, we now know the biggest positive coming out of that game was we've got two world class fucking goalkeepers who are you know kids in the mm. football sense, and that's something we can look forward to now in the long run. It's options that we have like now, and it's something that like you wouldn't know that you know what I mean with some managers who'd, who'd have stuck at Randolph and I wouldn't have even yeah. blamed them necessarily for sticking at Randolph because I considered him an option you know before these this set of games um, but now we know because Kenny gave the youth a chance um, yeah. but my third reason is that I very much I understand and believe in the long term plan <laughs> I know a lot of people will scoff at it because they'll just they'll see, you know, Luxembourg won, Ireland nil, and they'll just they hit the panic button. They're like, no, fuck that. It's a shite result. I'm not saying we should accept one nil as like a good result. It wasn't, right? But I think it's a very, it's, it's short-term thinking because I look at other countries, right? Right now, Ireland, I believe, are in, we're in the fucking wilderness. Like in terms of football, right? We have, we have Bazunu and Keller. We've got, we've got two world-class like, prospects in goal right we've got a good defense our back five i'm pretty happy with there's a little bit of depth there josh cullen excellent from the josh cullen part of the pitch upwards is a tragedy a shakespearean tragedy <laughs> that's how i view it there's some prospects but at the moment like in the present like i have faith in the future and i think they'll develop over time but in the present day right now it's kids that either don't play for their premier league club or they're on loan in the third tier of english football you know what i mean that's our attack that's the level and like, I look at, like, other countries who are in kind of a similar situation where they're kind of out in the wilderness, like Iceland, Finland, the North, right? These are countries who are out, again, completely out in the wilderness, but instead of constantly sacking managers for shite results, they stuck with them. So Iceland stuck with their manager for, like, five years or something like that, went on to the quarterfinals of Euro 2016, then qualified for the first ever World Cup campaign in 2018. And I feel like that... That to me is evidence that if you like, if you're in the situation where we're in now, where it's like, if we were a world class football club where we could bring in, say, Thomas Tuchel or something like that, you know what I mean, or like Allegri or so, I don't know, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be as you know loyal to Kenny or diehard towards Kenny, but with the options that were currently being given, it's like I would rather just do an Iceland or a Finland on it and just stick with stick with the manager for a bit of time, see what he does, see what what changes are made, what developments are made. He is changing how we play football. Like I had more fun watching that Serbia Portuguese games than you know fucking I don't even know the last time I had that much fun watching Ireland play you know what I mean so for me like I see I see changes happening I think they take time like if you look at the north as well I mean like Mike no I was getting mixed up Martin was ours Michael was theirs yeah <laughs> we both had an M O'Neill um but <laughs> Michael O'Neill lost a ridiculous amount of games or not even lost but like just didn't win a ridiculous amount of games with the north like like well into double digits before um before he was able to get his uh, his first win and and eventually again it took about four years or something like that but he got them to the euros and they qualified and made it to the knockout stage of the euro 2016 because they stuck with them and i just feel like that's at at international level i just think we're better off sticking with these managers you know what i mean like even i'm no irish football historian maybe i have this a little bit wrong but i look back at our own history with like mick mccarthy for example after picking up after jack charlton 
didn't qualify for 98, didn't qualify for 2000. But if it wasn't for the Saipan incident, where would we have gone in 2002 under the same manager? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I just feel like that was as a result of sticking with the same man. I, that's just how I see it. But also, yeah, reason number four, right? And this is the most important one. The fucking replacements, lads. The fucking replacements. Honest to Christ, right? I've seen... First of all, here's the one that I think would take over. Neil Lennon. <laughs> um... I, I would not like to see that. I, I don't I don't rate Neil Lennon very highly as a manager. I know he's pulled off some big results in the past, but he bottled Celtic's 10 in a row. And I know Rangers held up there under the bargain, but it wasn't even like Celtic, you know, brought them to the end. He just came in and just dismantled the football club. I don't see what he would do with the Irish squad. That would uh, improve things. I look at fucking um, uh, Chris Hewton is another name I see thrown around. Bottom of the championship playing dinosaur football. Done well with Brighton in the past, but I think... Long term, I don't think that sort of style will benefit us. I think we could maybe get a draw or scrape a 1-0 win against Luxembourg playing like that, but we still finished third. We still wouldn't qualify and nothing would change in the long run. I don't see the benefit of that. Big Sam, same idea. Chris Wilder. I've seen people saying like Chris Wilder would do well because he, you know, he, he did a great run with Sheffield United, got them promoted, had an excellent first season. But that second season with Sheffield United, that that team is a replica of ours. <laughs> like That's the exact same team. Five at the back with no attack. You know what I mean? It's like, that's exactly what... It'd be the exact same results. You know what I mean? So why not stick with Stephen Kenny and just see what happens? For me, I don't think this is like a Steve Staunton situation where you've got this dog shit manager in a team of like Robbie Keane's, Damian Duff's just wasting opportunities. I think he's been given... His timing is awful. I think like it's, it is the weakest Irish squad in a very, very long time. And I think he's doing... He's doing all right with. I mean, I, I don't think he's perfect. I will say that. I do think he's made mistakes. I think 5 2 3 against Azerbaijan was a bad decision. Connolly and McLean, a lot of link up play with Connolly and McLean in that game. I don't I don't really want to see McLean or Connolly in that game, let alone link up play with McLean and Connolly against Azerbaijan. But that's just how I see it. Um, so I don't think he's perfect. I think there's certain decisions that he's made that I've disagreed with so far, but he's got the gist of it. You know what I mean? And I think there are certain things that people judge him on that I, I disagree with. Like Phil pointed out, he's won seven and eight. It's like, yeah, but that, that includes the Nations League where we had like 15 players out with COVID and injuries. Like that was, a, I, I, I don't count the Nations League if I'm being honest with you. The Slovakia game I count because we had pretty much all our players bar Connolly. But the Nations League I thought was a bit, it's a bit harsh. You know what I mean? Also, I think not having fans was uh, an underrated obstacle put in his way because I think when you look at some of the biggest wins that we've had that have raised our expectations over time, in the Aviva, some of the miracles we've pulled off, beating Germany and things like that. I don't think that happens without any fans in the arena. Like, that's just what I think. Um, so, yeah, he's not perfect. There are, you know, but I, I think he is our best option for now. And I think we're better off sticking with him in the long run. I, I, the one thing that I'd say, and kind of, again, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. You're, you're, you are talking a lot of sense. But the one risk of it is, like, it's it's all well and good having a long-term project if the thing you're doing allows for that to happen. The problem with, is international football, the infrastructure of it, doesn't necessarily happen. Because I see I see kind of, and, and there's a very good point raised in the chat by John. He says, I think we're going to have to accept that we have a really bad team for the next world. So why not let these lads grow up and play nice positive football and see what happens? The argument again, Against that is seedings in groups. Okay, if we just commit to being bad for a while, but seeing if we can build back up, we then go to we're then going to go from tournament to tournament, and then all of a sudden we're like in the third pot, and then we're in the fourth pot, and then we're in the fifth pot, and then like kind of it, it becomes a stage where you're almost becoming a Luxembourg, where you're insulating yourself from that, and then you're kind of just praying for what we're praying for now, where we just have like kind of a, a golden generation appear and we just rejuvenate. And in that case, if we have a golden generation appear, then it won't be because of Stephen Kenny, because Stephen Kenny as Ireland manager doesn't have enough influence in, uh, in the day-to-day -day running to 
create and foster and train and develop that generation. So it won't be Stephen Kenny's doing. So the, the argument against it is get a manager in who can get maybe a Martin O'Neill type, even if we hate it, who can get like enough results to keep us kind of competitive until we get to that generation. And then we're not the fifth best team in the group. And then we're like, we're buried because we all of a sudden not, not like now we're in a situation where we're looking at Portugal and Serbia are better than us. So we have to like overcome a Serbian team who are a better squad than us, which we may be able capable of doing, but that relies on us beating Luxembourg and Azerbaijan. So get in a coach who can do that and maybe get four points against um against Serbia. And then all of a sudden we're second and we're in we're in contention. And at least then we're rolling over. Do, do you see what I mean there? Like it, it can be so it's a slippery slope in international football, do you know? There is one manager that I saw linked with Ireland that I thought would actually be a decent one. It's kind of like somebody somebody made a suggestion. What if um you got somebody who who had kind of the same mindset as Stephen Kenny but could sort of fine-tune little things here and there to produce better results? And they mentioned Eddie Howe. And to be honest, Ooh. I think Eddie Howe is actually quite a good manager. I rate him highly. Yeah. I know he's relegated with Bournemouth, but that was, I mean, that was um, after a really long reign. And again, it, it was competitive. He kept it up till the final day. He would, he mm. would actually be a good fit. But here's the thing. Why would he even want this job? Not yeah. only is this job fucking incredibly difficult, it's the FAI are paying you so I don't even know how much they're going to pay him but also yeah. the expectations are fucking mad like people think like all of a sudden you come in and like this this teenager in league one is going to turn into Messi you know what I mean like overnight I, th- I think it's a rough job um, but I think at the minute, like I, I'm fully back in Stephen Kenny though. But it is, it's an interesting discussion. Mm. I, I, like I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. international football. I know it's weird. Good discourse. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, thanks, so thank you for the question, Chris. Um, speaking of international football, and this again, this is the one where I want to go to Katie for this one, right? At Dave Bandana, <laughs> I went to see the Irish national football team play this week. So what I'd like to know is what is your all-time Irish eleven? Do your own research this time, Katie. Um, right. Well, I, I. I think Katie doesn't need. To, I think Katie, off the top of her head could probably name a banging starting eleven. So, who who have you got? I, I I can name eleven players. I'm just not sure what positions they play. I would. Well, how about like you name the players? And we can like build a team around it as we go. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> James Talbot. Okay, keeper. Yeah, that's yeah. that's keeper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stephen Reid. Stephen Reid. Okay, that's. <laughs> Robbie Keane. Yeah, Robbie Keane. Yes. Okay, I mean, he's yeah. probably still our best option, to be fair. Yeah. Kevin Kilban. Kevin Kilban. Ah, not bad. Steve Staunton. Steve Staunton. Yeah, okay. Bit, bit past it now, but we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll include obviously, it. obviously, if it's a dream team, it's them in their prime, oh, right? Shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's them in their prime. Oh, they yeah, got a banger so team. I'm, yeah, I'm picking them in their prime here. Yeah, um, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> let me think of any more. <laughs> Uh, Shane Long. Oh, all time, all time. Okay, Richard Richard Dunn. All right, I'm, I'm just got. Okay, we got Reed. Yeah, oh, Dunn, that's cool. Staunton, Kilban. Okay, this is this is this is shaping up, shaping up well. Anyone else? We'll go. We'll go. Someone local and modern. Uh, Georgie Kelly. So we're playing three strikers. Is that he's a striker, isn't he? Well, the more strikers, the more goals you score. That is solid. Can't argue with that. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> How many more do I need? Well, we've got, we've got three defenders, one midfielder, three attackers, a keeper. So we have... You only three more players. Oh, okay. Um, see, I don't like Roy Keane, but I know he's a footballer. That is true. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Um, Can't argue then. You just said. 
<laughs> uh, okay, I'm struggling with two more players that I know the name of. Um, um, oh shit, I've gone blank. I don't, I don't think I know two more players. I think I only know nine Irish players. Well, I can. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off on Katie's team as well. I'm gonna endorse that. That um, yeah. one, three, middle and back three. I'm gonna, I'm actually, <laughs> I think you're obviously you're going for the striker as well. So I'm going to throw in, let me just see real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, seven. hang on. I just seen what Sean put in the chat about uh, Talbot and Georgie Kelly not playing for Ireland. Was James Talbot not on the bench for the last match? There you go. I mean, they are Irish. I, mean, I think we can count them, even if they're not technically haven't played for them. You know what I mean? It's still, it's still, it's still qualify. Um, right. So my my all time Irish eleven is is Katie's Irish eleven, but I'm gonna I'm gonna complete it because you know might as well take the two free slots, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna throw in Connor Salmon and Simon Cox. So that way we've got um, a right back, a left back, a centre back. You don't need two or three, four. four you know, one centre back's enough if he's good enough, and Richard Dunn is good enough. You know what I mean? Like you saw him against Russia. We, we, one at the back would be fine, but Reed. Staunton, good options, you know, in the in an attacking sense on the width. Talbot, great prospect in goal. Keane also, they'll be they'll, the opposition will be shit scared of Roy Keane. So I mean, like they'll be they've got that to deal with too defensively. Uh, Kilban, one winger is is a bold one, but he can switch from left to right <laughs> uh, at will. You know what I mean? I do, uh... He's just sprinting across the center. <laughs> it's and innovative. Up and down whatever line he's yeah. got. I love it. <laughs> it's innovative. It's good. I think if there's anybody who can do all that running, it'd be Kevin Kilban at his oh. prime. And then uh, yeah, Georgie Kelly, Shane Long, Robbie Keane, Connor Salmon, Simon Cox, five strikers, five goals guaranteed. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm gonna go with. I did my own research, so I, I filled the brief. They're all Ireland players, right? They're yeah. all Irish players. Yeah. Well, it wasn't your yeah. Irish 11, it was your Irish 9. But, I, you know, we, we, we worked on that as a team. <laughs> well, I, we, we can share that team. Like, yes, you may have just got the X1 mixed up with 1X. But, yes. like, you got close enough. Close enough. Roman numerals are hard. Um, there was I the only one who did this seriously? I um, like, right. That was a serious I, attempt I, by me. Yeah, oh, oh, sorry. I meant, I meant really good. Uh, <laughs> really are they good. not good? Are they not good players? I know. They're really oh, good they're players. Good. Kevin yeah, Kilbane no, is in everybody's starting eleven. If Kevin Kilbane is Ricks, that that's controversial. Like, right? I went for a four-three-three. Okay, and I actually, I actually like bothered with it. So I went Jay Given goalkeeper, obviously. Uh, Dennis Aaron, Dini right back. Uh, Ian Hart left back. Uh, Center backs: Paul McGrath, Richard Dunn. Uh, three midfielders: Robbie. Uh, no, not what? what the hell? Liam Brady. I don't know why I, put, I wrote Robbie Brady. Uh, Liam Brady, uh, John Giles, Roy Keane, uh, and three of fronts, Robbie Keane, John Aldridge, Damien Duff. Right, my criticism with that is you put Roy Keane in with Liam Brady and, and Giles. I think you should have put Eamon Dunphy in there just to complete the trio. Um, <laughs> I complete the set. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, the chemistry, just, the chemistry. Exactly. It's all about chemistry. But besides that, I think that's a, that's a fairly fairly solid starting 11. Uh, thank you for the question, Dave. Um, let me see here. Uh, Scott underscore Aspil. So, Shang. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got uh, it. You got Ots, it. <laughs> of course, I got it. I'm a big Shang Chi fan. Uh, can't wait to see. Oh, oh, what are your thoughts on it? Can't wait to see where the MotoGP Cinematic Universe goes from here. <laughs> think about Shang Chi. I have not seen Shang Chi yet. I have not got to the cinema yet. And I have Candyman and Shang-Chi lined up to watch. I haven't got to in the last week. Like Candyman, put that in. No, I'm not saying don't see it, but just go see Shang-Chi now. Like, go see it tomorrow. Like, if you'd have cancelled the podcast saying you're going to see Shang-Chi, I'd be like, that's a good call. That's a solid call. But I've heard it's different so much from, like, the comic character and stuff, like... 
Who told you that? The other <laughs> podcast I listened to about comic books told me that. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know the problem that there was with the comic character? What problem? The racist. It was racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful what you're saying because you're like, oh, it's not the same. It's like what, that's what a he, good thing. <laughs> what, no, no, I know, I know the villains are racist in it, and they can't actually have those villains in modern day. But the actual essence of the character, did he not used to be like a cool James Bond type, suave? No. no, I think they've got this, like, no, I think they've got this, like, in 20, like, it's also 2021, do you know what I mean? So, like, I think they need, like, whatever, they, the reboot that they did worked. This was a fantastic movie. I won't go into any spoilers, don't worry. Um, But this was a fantastic movie. This is one of my favorite Marvel, um, you know, origin stories that they've done. They nailed it. The the humor in it, kind of, there's, 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 oh, there's a twist in it that is, you need to almost see it twice. I want to go back to see it because in the moment I was just like, I cannot believe this is happening. What? Um, and it was literally, I was like sitting in the cinema and I was pissing myself laughing like loudly um, because it was just that unbelievable. But like, then you actually think about what's happening. It's like, that is such the right move. But oh my God, I would have never called that happening. Amazing. Um, the action in it is fantastic. Like, you know, it's 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 a martial arts movie with a Marvel budget. Oh my fucking God. Amazing stuff. Um, it is exactly as good as you expect it. Uh, the character is really likable and, and kind of you just leave you wanting more. And then even little things like the post credit scenes, they just get it right. And it's like, okay, I start, I come away from this like kind of all the kind of concerns you have are just gone like I'm like I know where this person fits in the Marvel Universe I'm dying to see more of them I believe that they fit and this is a really good movie I want to go see it again fantastic fantastic stuff they knocked it out of the park I think like it, like I'll always like I'll post like my, my instant reactions kind of on Twitter after I see a movie Um, and I think I gave it 7 out of 10 I'd move that up to an eight, like, and and like it's one of my genuine favorite MCU origin stories, and and I, I think they absolutely nailed it. Um, and it has been really positive about Eternal. I was not hot on this or the Eternals, uh, but now I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. Give me more origin stories. Give me new characters. I'm dying for this. Um, in, so yeah, no, I'll see you. In my opinion, um, the best origin MCU film in a long while, um. Now, Sean has also said that in the chat, word for word. It may sound like I'm copying what Sean is saying. <laughs> That's purely coincidental. Two really bright minds think a lot. And uh, Shang-Chi, banger. <laughs> banger. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for the question, Scott. At EMS Pro Wrestling, thoughts on the movement in Formula One at the moment. Russell to Mercedes, Bottas to Alfa Romeo, two seats at Williams, which were announced today, actually, after you asked the yeah. question. And the second at Alfa Romeo and Kimmy's retirement. So, uh, and he apologized to Katie. Um, <laughs> I'll be quick with this. If yeah, uh, Russell to Mercedes, I can't wait. It was kind of, it was always coming. Um, but now we get to see, I believe, a competitive Mercedes versus Mercedes race. You know what I mean? I want to see teammates scrapping with each other over the lead. I don't want to see, you know what I mean? Like just support drivers. You know what I mean? I want to see some, you know, two lads clashing. I think Russell and, and Hamilton, I think that's going to happen. You know, I think there's... Um, I, I, it'll be very interesting. That's all I'll say. It'll be very certainly more interesting than Bottas versus uh, Hamilton. I was kind of I was kind of a bit bored of that. So I'm glad to see Russell in there. Glad to see he's making moves. Glad to see he's making improvements. I'm I'm rooting for him to beat uh, Hamilton anyway. So it'll be fun. Um, 
Bottas to Alfa Romeo, I think he's, I think he might struggle, to be honest. I'm a bit disappointed about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big Bottas fan. There's a lot of drivers who I wanted to see get seats for 2022. Obviously, there's only so many that go around. Um, I would have liked to have seen Nick DeVries get a shot, Callum Eilat get a shot, Guan Yu Zhou get a shot. That would have been pretty cool. Um, Bottas to Alfa Romeo, I'm kind of like, uh, I mean, all right. You know, obviously, he wants to drive. Uh, I mean, we'll see what comes of it. I actually really don't think much will come of it because I think Williams are going to be more competitive next year as the cards improve and things like that. Um, but speaking of the two seats at Williams, obviously you asked that wondering where we thought it was going to go. And it went the way of Alex Albon and King Latifi, big man Latifi. Yeah. I'm so happy, man. Like I wanted, I really want to see Albon back. Um, he didn't get the Alpha Terry seat. They stuck with Sonoda. Um, he got the Williams one. Uh, he's the one who, and oh, I love that this is that him and Russell are really good friends. There's a group of them. I think it's Russell, Albon, Leclerc and oh, who's the other one? Norris, Lando Norris. Did I say Lando Norris? No, no. I didn't. They were the four. And I think they're really good friends. So I like the idea of like Russell moving up to Mercedes and then like his friend getting his seat back at Williams. I'd say he's delighted. I'd say they're both delighted with that. You know what I mean? And every, yeah. a lot of people wanted to see Albon get a second shot. Um, so this this announcement got got um got a great reaction. I love Latifi. Um, I don't think he's that good, but I love him. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm rooting for him. Delighted he got points this year. Double points, I believe. Double points two weeks in a row because of the race that uh, didn't happen. I think he ended up qualifying well. He got like 12th, but then like two people above him dropped down and he ended up getting pushed into the top 10. So Williams double points two weeks in a row. Um, I love Latifi. And I think I do genuinely believe the Williams car under new ownership and with new regulations. I don't really follow it that closely, but my understanding of it is it's going to be a more competitive car next year. And already this year, it's it's much better than it was the previous year. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Williams fan. I think Williams are really starting to, I'm starting to become a Williams person. <laughs> mm. I really want to see them do well. Um, second Alfa Romeo seat. I love Giovinazzi. Um, uh, I, I, I like um, when lads with long hair do well. Uh, he <laughs> long hair. Uh, so I want to see. I, you, like, I'm half joking, but I'm kind of like, for some reason, I just root for lads with long hair. Like, even if yeah, 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 I like they, it, unless they give it's me representation, a, <laughs> unless they give me a reason not to, where like, you know what I mean, they yeah. do something scummy. I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm rooting for you. It's, it's, yeah. he stands out to me for that reason, but I understand he's been in there a while. He's a very mid table driver. He's, he's described by some as like the most insignificant anonymous driver on the grid, which, which is a bit harsh, but I mean, it's. You know, that's not to say he's the worst driver on the grid. Obviously, that goes to Mazepin and, uh, you know, the Haas team and stuff like that. Yeah. Haas is going to be interesting, though. Apparently, they've got a, a big car plan for next year. And, you know, even though they've got two rookies in there driving for them, it could be the year where they get points again. Um, say that second, every year. I didn't say it this year. I said I said Haas this no, year. No, not you. Not, no, oh, but, yeah. like, Haas say it. Like, literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, but I think, I don't know. I don't think it's a Haas thing. I think, like, everybody's making, like, there's there's kind of, like, different rules. I don't, I literally don't know the ins and outs of it, I'm being honest with you. But, yeah. um. Alfa Romeo is an interesting one. I would like Giovinazzi to stay if he, but I would also like to see Ilock get a shot. Um, so either of them, I'd be happy. Nick DeVries won Formula E this year. He deserves something. He won Formula Two. He won Formula E. But I'm also like, there are just people I'd rather see ahead of him, and it's unfortunate because he deserves it. And I wouldn't complain if he got the Alfa Romeo seat. But I want to see Ilock get it. I'm thinking it's Guan Yu Zhou is another one I'd love to see because he's been in Formula Two for so long. Um, mm. Yeah, there's just there's a wide range of different people I'd be happy to see in the seat. It's a shame he went to Bottas. I didn't want Kimmy to retire either. I would have been happy with Kimmy racing until he was 90. Um, absolute legend of the sport. And I love his sort of... I love drivers who aren't like... Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, enjoying the fame that comes with it, but there's something very endearing about the way Kimmy is just like, look, this is a fucking hobby. Like, I fucking want to drive. I don't give a shit about it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, Instagram bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? He just loved racing. Uh, I love Kimmy Raikkonen. Uh, and yeah, that's that's uh, 
I don't have anything else. Lance, I'm trying, the, the only seat I think that hasn't been confirmed yet, besides Alfa Romeo, is Lance Stroll. Um, I noticed on the Wikipedia, I was checking the Ooh. Wikipedia page earlier today, he hasn't been confirmed yet. I think he will be. It's his dad's team, you know what I mean? Unless he takes a year, mm. unless he takes a gap year or something like that. I don't know. I think he's going to stay. I think he's part of the long-term plans at um, Aston Martin. Otherwise, they would have got rid of him last year and kept Perez, because why would you get rid of Perez for Stroll? But he has had an underwhelming year. I think part of that is down to the fact that it's a new team. You know, there's a lot a lot of development still happening, and I, I think he'll have a better year next year if they keep him. I'd like uh, Stroll was my boy at the start. Stroll and Perez were my boys when I started watching a uh, Formula One. So I am rooting for him. Um, I am rooting for him, but we'll see. Uh, sorry, what's Jonathan say here? Yeah, apparently he's got like thirty million worth of sponsorships for that seat. Can't say no to that sort of money. That is Latifi, I believe he's talking about. And um, word in the street is Guan Yu Joe is getting that other Alfa Romeo seat. Joe Vanazzi is apparently going to race for Ferrari in the WEC. Interesting. I'd be happy with Guan Yu Joe. I think he deserves that after the time he spent in developmental. It'd be like, you know, in, if you're a wrestling fan listening, it's like somebody being in NXT for ages and not getting their shot. Um, mm. 30 million. Um, yeah, Latifi. And obviously people criticize Latifi for saying, oh, he's a pay driver. You know what I mean? Which what that means is he doesn't get paid for his seat. He brings in the money. Um in sponsorships or whatever. So he's got 30 million worth, worth of sponsorship money. His dad, again, like, like Strolls, you know, nepotism and things like that. But for yeah. me, like, like that flies for everyone. Like the reality is like my biggest gripe with motorsport is the barrier to entry. It's incredibly high. You like, okay, you might get paid for your formula one seat. And I'm sure the ones at the top get paid loads, but you, you are paying for your formula two seat. You are paying for your formula three seat. And this costs millions. And you start at a young age and you pay at a young age to do go-karting and you pay a lot of money like six figures and things like that and it's your parents that pay so if you're not fortunate enough to have rich parents at a young age how the fuck are you gonna get into motorsport you know what i mean so everybody in it has, a, has an unfair disadvantage over the general public so i don't really i don't hold it against anyone if they're a paid driver i think that's kind of what the sport consists of right down to grassroots level so um i love latifi hope he gets some points in the bag <laughs> i think that'd be cool um but yeah or if he, or i love we got you know the way there's one race every year we had it this year with ocon and last year with gasly you know when like shit just happens and it's just it just happens right where mad like a mid-table driver yes. gets first i think latifi maybe maybe <laughs> from a back of the grid to a mid-table driver and in that event on that day who knows i'd love to see latifi get a win or a podium it'd be so cool um yeah, that's what I say with that. Sorry, that went on quite long, but at least um, oh, I made my point. I, I, I don't have much to add, uh, although I was listening, uh, Formula One podcast I listened to today was saying that uh, Mick Schumacher is apparently in the mix to get promoted to Alfa Romeo, so uh, that, yes. that's a rumour that's oh, going around. So, yeah, thanks yeah. for mentioning. I forgot about that. He could go to Alfa Romeo, which would open up a Haas seat, um, which again, same idea. Same people that want to see in the Alfa Romeo seat, I want to see yeah. in the Haas seat. It's, it's, it's all, all good options for me. Katie, who do you want to take that uh, Alfa Romeo seat? Um... Kevin Coban. There you go. There you go. And I can't. Do you, think, do you think that your favorite footballer, Valdry Bossas, is going to have a good, <laughs> uh, a good run at Alpha Romeo? What's their first name? Valdry Bossas. You said Valerie. You said Valerie. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I know, yeah. And then I got it. Got a suspicious number of likes, and I was like, "Oh, I have messed up again." I like how you knew. <laughs> The sooner Mick gets out of Haas, the better. Him and Mazpin will be scrapping sooner rather. Yeah, I, I'd like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be. Up and it's getting. It's. It's it like all of this is going under the radar, but it's going to make for a very entertaining episode of Drive to Survive. I love the Haas episode. The Haas episode of Drive to Survive, and they are apparently 
on the verge of killing each other, like so they're doing promos about each other, but like <laughs> no one's showing it. It's not being featured on Sky because they're just so irrelevant. But apparently Haas is a shit show now. Uh, we're just missing all of it. Yeah, I don't see making a chance at Alpha Romeo when you put it like that, and you know, Kevin Kilbana Haas would be decent as well. So there's loads of options. Um yeah. Thank you for the Formula One questions. I do like them very much. Um, the next two questions, will we put them together? They're very related. Adam, yeah. a clueless nerd, asks, it'll be talked about on the main show, but how big a game changer do you think All Out was? We kind of already sort of answered that one on the main show. Um, at Owen underscore Davis 1, where do Cole Bryan and Punk rank when compared to other talent acquisitions like Hogan Hall, Nash in WCW, or Christian Angle and Steiner in TNA? This is a very interesting one because you kind of have to, how do you kind of, you know, rank them. For me, just, I had to think about this last night when I was looking at this, like, I've said it before, I think Punk is on the level of Hogan Hall and Nash. That was a statement of intent. It was, you know, the biggest star, the biggest kind of free agent in wrestling for years who whenever there'd be a surprise, people would say, CM Punk, CM Punk, you know what I mean? Everyone was waiting for the biggest pop ever for the day he returned. And that, you know, AEW got that. And I think honestly, that for me is the sort of modern day equivalent. Because I mean, the Hogan Hall and Nash stuff was kind of the first Maybe I could be wrong. I'm not a wrestling historian, but it strikes me as kind of the first of its kind. So it is difficult to sort of compare it. But I would say that Punk is kind of on the modern day equivalent, sort of on that level. Brian, uh, Brian and Cole. Cole is an excellent wrestler. Don't get me wrong. I, and I do, I, I would reiterate what, what you said earlier, Rick, about how they're positive WWE heads coming in and saying, look, we love WWE, but this is better. And I think that is a massive asset to, that. that that's a big sort of statement for AEW. But just, in terms of star power, I wouldn't put Cole on the same level as Punk or Brian, but Brian, no. um, again, main event of WrestleMania this year, one of the biggest stars in the modern era. Absolutely, I would put that on the same level as Hogan Hall and Nash. The TNA ones, eh, I don't remember Steiner's debut in TNA, if I'm being honest with you, as cool as it was. Um, Christian, obviously, it was, was, a, was big at the time. Kurt Angle's debut for me is the best debut in the history of Impact. Um, yes, on oh, um, a uh, yeah, but um, <sighs> the pop, and then obviously, like you've got Don West and Mike today on commentary. Shout out to Don West, by the way. I don't know if, if yes. we wouldn't have mentioned this on the main show. I'm glad we have a, have a chance to mention it. Unfortunately, obviously, he was diagnosed with cancer just, I think it was only two months ago or something like that. And he's gone through his treatments and he's gone through all that. And he's, he's just announced on Twitter there a few days ago that he's uh, it's in remission now. Fucking delighted to hear that. Awesome. I absolutely love Don West himself and Mike today are like literally one of my arguably my favorite commentary duo of all time. Um, and the role that they played in Kurt Angle's uh, debut, where <laughs> you know, it's like. Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> and you see the face flash up on the screen and the American flag. He also had a much better team song in uh, in TNA than he did in WWE. That's yeah, it was much cooler. cooler. Um, yeah. Now, there are question marks, you know, was he in a physical state to really wrestle in TNA? Was that the best move in hindsight? You know what I mean? And things like that. And, and like, the reality is, as, as cool as these moments were, Christian and, and Angle and Steiner, it's... It never elevated impact to the level that you know what I mean that that AEW were on or you know WCW were on. It, it TNA never really had that kind of. I suppose it was. Is it fair to say they didn't really have the resources? It compared to like you know billionaire backed AEW or, or WCW they didn't have the T. Like I know they're on Spike TV and all that, but it wasn't. No, they they had a millionaire backing them, didn't they? But not a they had a they had an oil. Dixie company. Carter, yeah, Dixie Carter's Panda Energy Company, yeah. So they they did have money behind them, um. But Dixie Carter is just a useless businesswoman. Um, it's very similar, like to the Tony Khan story, where it's someone coming in and spending kind of their 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 parents and family's money, um, on on a passion project. It is actually really similar. It's just not on the level of like they owned an energy company, whereas like you know the Khan's owned sports teams in like major leagues. So just a different level of rich, but essentially the same, same, same deal. 
Um, but yeah, they never elevated TNA to the point where they were, um, you know, major competitors. Um, they were always an alternative, but they were never a competition. That's kind of how I view TNA and WWE sort of dynamic. And not, not to say that it wasn't important, it wasn't significant, it was in terms of wrestling history, but on the level of Hogan, Hall and Nash, no. On the level of Brian or Punk and AW, no. But that's just how I see it. Uh, Katie, you're, I'd, I'd love to get your opinion on this because, like, obviously, Hogan Hall and Nash is where you're at, but also, like, you're a big TNA person as well. So, kind of weigh, weighing that up, and you're obviously not swayed by, by the CM Punk effect. So, you know, you can give as close and unbiased opinion as, as we can get here. Like, even though I'm not a massive CM Punk fan, I can still appreciate the impact he has on other people. And he, like, it is him and Brian are Hogan Hall and Nash. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, I remember that era from watching WCW, so I it feels like the same kind of excitement to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think they are very comparable. The one that's interesting is Cole, and I think you could lump Christian in with this. For me, that feels like when the Radicals jumped from WCW to WWE. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's, because I like that. that's really it, good. They're not superstars. They're not game changers, but you know they're going to thrive better in the other mm-hmm. company. You know, so they, they kind of give me those vibes where it's like it's exciting because you kind of feel like the leash is off. You know what I mean? Like that, that they're going to be given more of a chance to like have bigger matches, more creative storylines. And, and they're just going to have a better chance to kind of thrive in the new company. So that's what they kind of remind me of. And like he and I do not remember Steiner in TNA. Like I don't remember that being it, <laughs> like making massive, massive waves. But uh but yeah, like so that's that's kind of where I'm at with, with Cole, Brian, and Punk. Like it is definitely a game changer. Like as I said on the main show, it feels like it feels like we have the viable alternative now. All the pieces have fallen into place now for a viable alternative. Okay, so I, I'm not gonna be I'm not that I'm pessimistic about this, but I'm gonna be more sobering, if anything, um on this. I don't think it's on the level of Hogan, Hall, and Nash. And the reason being, in particular, Hogan is the person I want to bring up. To compare CM Punk to Hulk Hogan in terms of impact in professional wrestling, it's not even close. And, like, I like again, that is with the greatest of respects to Punk. Um, it's not even close to do that. Hogan was a worldwide superstar. He was a movie superstar. Hogan is like Cena jumping. Do you know what I mean? It is a different strategy. Imagine you, like, okay... Punk, we could always imagine showing up in AEW. We thought he was going to be on All In before we even knew what AEW was. Do you know what I mean? Because it was in Chicago and he's mates with the lads and you could totally see him doing it, just sticking to the WWE and all of this. Like, Hogan showing up in WCW is, like, as mind-blowing as it is to think of. Imagine Cena just showing up on the AEW ramp. The, the lights go out and John Cena's standing there. It's like... Holy fucking shit! You know what I mean? So funny. That actually the funniest thing ever. That's that's what Hogan is. So it is a different level, and it is a different level of fame, superstar, and casual appeal. What Punk, Brian, and Cole have done, and this kind of goes back to Adam's question as well about the impact of these guys and what would it be? What they've done is they have galvanized wrestling fans okay here's the difficulty with that and the challenge okay wrestling fans first off okay it is a limited market they're essentially appealing for like the three four million that would have made up kind of the raw audience like back when cm punk and daniel bryan were on top 10 years ago do you know what i mean that's the kind of audience that they're they're playing for and that they can that's the peak audience that they can get okay i don't necessarily think they're gonna like 
I don't want to say like they're not going at the stage where they're going to like do what WWE did to WCW. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to do that like level of damage because um, like what WWE kind of understand is they understand how to take cultural events and like the likes of Mike Tyson or people like that and like turn it into something where it gets over their stars. And if you actually compare the two companies now in who is getting the more culturally relevant people to draw eyes onto the product, like versus who's getting the hardcore wrestling fans who are going to watch every Royal Rumble and going to watch every WrestleMania regardless, it's actually WWE who's doing a better job because they're getting the Logan Pauls, the Cardi B's, the Bad Bunnies. These people are real life famous and going to drag real eyes onto the product. And like, even though that's not entertaining to the wrestling fans, and we'd much rather see the Daniel Bryans and CM Punks, here's the thing. If WWE get their act together, the crowd that, they have, that AEW have galvanized are also, I hate to say it, the most fickle turncoat crowd ever. Because if AEW stops being good, we will switch back. Okay, do you know what I mean? Whereas like like if they if they were to get a scene or something like that, then they're gonna start getting the families, they're gonna start getting the like I don't feel like AEW has penetrated, I don't feel like AEW is threatening WWE's Indian market. Do you, do you get what I mean there? I don't feel that they're threatening the Saudi Arabian market or anything like that. I don't feel that they're threatening the the fans, the families who would go to the three arena shows over here. Do you know what I mean? I feel that they're they're getting us and they are hooking us like they're hooking it straight to our veins and we love it and it's amazing and it's exactly the kind of animal product we want and in doing so they can eke out a quite successful like living in there do you know what i mean but i don't think it's at the scale of wcw like where signing hulk hogan risked putting wwe out of business do you know what i mean if i was aw i wouldn't be turning around to tnt and going Put us against SmackDown now. You know what I mean? I'd be quite comfortable taking the post-SmackDown role. Resting fans, please switch over to our product now. We're going to do something really cool um, because I don't know if they're necessarily there yet. Um, having said that, it is huge. It's seismic and it's at that stage. Like I said in the main show, I don't want to like underplay it by any means because it is massive. Um, where now we're at like... Beforehand, we were like, AW are going to be a good, solid number two to WWE. Whereas now we're like, but maybe they could. Maybe they could like take over. It feels like they've taken my attention. Like they're my number one wrestling company now. But are they going to do that for the rest of the world? They could. I don't want to doubt anything they could do right now. But I'd, I'd, I'd also be cautious to say I don't think these are the guys that are going to grab they're not going to grab the families do you know what I mean they're not going to grab the kids who watch Roman Reigns and who like just love WWE they're not then like they're not going to be like but CM Punk like they fired him on his wedding day children aren't talking about that you know what I mean they're just not um so that's the difference the Hulk Hogan made in WCW so I'd see it like as as in the middle but closer to WCW than the TNA uh, references um, thank you for the question, Owen. At Roscom, Dan, final question. Justy and Phil are the oldest combined tag champs in Titanic Wrestling's history. Do you know any other obscure Irish wrestling facts? Yes, Phil and Justy are the youngest combined tag champions in Titanic Wrestling's history. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, can't argue. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like he wants to anger Phil, you know, like (laughs) 
a month ahead of training schools reopening and him setting foot back in the building. Like I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the strategy myself. But I will be, I will be watching eagerly, um, September twenty fifth when the when the school reopens and we we see Dan for the first time in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate any interest in facts? So I've got I've got the mother load, so I'm gonna oh, go. Main God, event I don't know. I, I think I got the main event for this one. This I got a pretty good one. I don't know. What about, what, what do you have? No, I got it. Trust me. Ah, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> so OTT, right? Do you know that what that stands for? Yeah. Over the top wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of TV tropes? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, I really hope. Up, I really own. hope this. Yeah, I really hope this is a gold <laughs> Because I was recently working on a project uh, with Katie, like outside of low blows, just a little like kind of corporate gig that we're doing on the side. And during that, like we had to do a lot of research on Katie's career and try and find like new angles and stuff. And upon doing this research, we found this TV tropes page of Katie oh. Harvey, which you at any stage can look up yourself and see kind of some <laughs> of the traits and stats of facts about Katie Harvey. I've selected some of the finer ones to round us off here on oh. Aslo. Oh, <laughs> one thing is heel her heel character is usually an alpha bitch and the boisterous bruiser <laughs> <laughs> the boisterous bruiser <laughs> amazonian beauty she's quite jacked but provides fan service in the ring underlined by her signature taunt a hair flip followed by flexing her muscles <laughs> This is old. <laughs> <laughs> the next two, these are the last two. They are quality, okay? Genre blindness. Anytime Katie issued an open challenge, she would always get beaten, whether it be from Siren or Danger Dawn. What? <laughs> <laughs> I always get beaten in open challenges. How many did oh, I do? <laughs> At least two. <laughs> And lastly, this is funny because it feels like it was written by us like 10 years ago, okay? <laughs> the headline is, always someone better. <laughs> and the text is, Katie claimed she was the top woman in Ireland. And that was probably true until Alex Presley made her return to wrestling. <laughs> TV tropes, Katie Harvey, Google it, guys. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just on the page. It says, cool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> there is your weekend reading, sorry, oh, guys. Enjoy. You are welcome. <laughs> like, what? So if anybody ever asks me, what literature do you read? Well, I am a man. <laughs> I am a man of culture. Katie Harvey TV tropes page. <laughs> oh, it's just so neat. Like, who wrote this? <laughs> I know, and you know what? I haven't looked at it in a long time, but some of it is a little bit more modern. So somebody's updating it. Oh, uh, someone you know is updating mean? this religiously. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I... Why? I don't <laughs> Why would you bring this back up to me? <laughs> I feel like I've been too nice to you recently. And, uh... 